Amen. Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. Lift up your voice. Clap your hands. Lift up your voice. Come on, can we declare a spirit of worship in the house? Can we declare a spirit of worship in the house? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, isn't the Lord worthy of praise and honor? Adoration, glory, and power. Amen. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Amen. Do it again if it feels good. Shout praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. God, God surely is among us and his spirit, his presence, his presence is evident in this house. Amen. God, God is doing something great in the Northwest. Anybody believe that? God is doing something supernatural here. And God, God has allowed our paths to cross. And in being here for the second time, I'm going to be honest this morning. I am traveling across the country. And I'm not saying this because I want to make it in the top three of your favorite preachers list. But I just want to tell you that you don't feel what you feel here in Spokane and Cornerstone everywhere you go. You ought to thank God for this house. Come on, you ought to thank God for this house. You ought to thank God for this spirit. And in leaving, and in leaving so quickly, and so short was the last trip in leaving and returning home, I probably just aggravated my wife to death about how much of a tremendous time that we had here the presence of God that moved in that service and the anointing and the supernatural spirit that I felt here in this desk. And um, I made sure, I made sure that my family was here with me this time. Amen. 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 So glad my wife and my miracle baby boy, 1,410 days we prayed that God will give us a child. And I've come to let the devil know that God is still a miracle working God. Hey, you've come too late to tell me that God can't work miracles. God is still a miracle working. Hey, you ought to take about five seconds if God has done something in your life. Hey, you ought to thank God that God can show up in your darkness and do the impossible in your world. God is a miracle-working God. Somebody shout amen. 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 Jeremiah chapter 8 and verse 21 as quickly as we can for your consideration this morning. And while you're turning there, I honor, I honor your bishop, the angel of this edifice of worship. 
Amen. Bishop Mayo, love you so much. Come on, anybody thankful for leadership in your life? Amen, amen, amen. He and his wife are tremendous, tremendous Christians. Amen, tremendous Christians. They are soul winners. They are radical about revival. They are evangelistic at heart. Amen. They are my heroes. I love them dearly. Look up to them. Amen. With great reverence and respect. Amen. Amen. I'm feeling, I'm feeling after the Lord and seeking, seeking God earnestly for the services in this revival. And if there was ever an hour that we needed a clear word from God. We needed a clear, decisive voice in our ears from God. I believe that we are living in that hour. We are living in that day, and God is doing something. God is doing something supernatural in this church. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I feel in my spirit this morning. I'll tell you what I feel in my spirit. I believe your bishop probably feels the same thing. I can sense it. I can sense it in his voice. But God in building and transitioning this congregation to a new facility is more supernatural than you think it is. I believe that going into that new building represents a transformative portal where God is going to expand the territories of room, which means that what God has done on this side of the road, God will have more room to do on that side of the road. But in order for God to work, and God to expand within the body of his people. I want to preach to the health. Somebody say health. I want to preach to the health of this congregation. I want to preach to the subsurface health. I'm not talking about your suits because you look good. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, you look good. I'm not talking about your dress. I'm not talking about the fabrics of your clothing. I'm talking about the subsurface of men and women in the house this morning. I want to preach to the health of the congregation as the Lord would help me this morning. Anybody feel the Holy Ghost right now? Come on, anybody feel the presence of the Lord in the house right now? Jeremiah chapter 8 and verse 21. Jeremiah the weeping prophet began to lament, began, began to cry out with a sensitivity of a feeling after the spirits of the people, with a sensitivity to their hearts and to their health. And here, is what Jeremiah began to exclaim. Anybody ready to hear the word of the Lord? Jeremiah said, For the hurt of the daughter of my people 
Jeremiah said, am I hurt? He said, I am black and astonishment had taken hold on me. And then Jeremiah asked a golden question. He said, is there no bomb in Gilead? He said, is there no physician there? He said, why then is not the daughter of my people, the health of the daughter of my people not recovered? Is there no balm in Gilead? I want to minister this morning. I, I want to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. And I want this house, this congregation to hear with an open ear what God is trying to disseminate to this body. And I want us to close our eyes, lift our hands, and cry out to God with a loud voice for the next few minutes. Come on, lift up your voice, cry out to God. Come on, God has come to minister. God has come to speak. Come on, somebody put, put something in your heart that you want to break up the fallow ground. Come on, let that be a prophetic voice in your ear in the house this morning. Oh, yes, that's it. I can... Come on, there's an aroma that's beginning to linger in the house right now. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Come on, that's it, people of God, if you know how to pray, I want you to pray. Come on, put everything aside, leave it at the door, and let God saturate your spirit right now. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Let the, let the atmosphere of God be. Come on, let it feel the house. Come on, let it feel the house. Let it feel the house. Let it feel the house. That's it. That's it. Amen. With the spirit of expectancy, I want you to clap your hands and lift up your voice and thank God for. Come on, I feel something. Come on, I feel something brewing in the spirit right now. Come on, that's it. That's it. Let something break. shackles are going to fall off. I'm telling you, division is going to be put back together. I'm telling you, there's an atmosphere of the supernatural. There is a bombing. I've come. I've come with a word 
I've come with a word of restoration in the hills and the valleys of Spokane this morning. And I've come to answer the question of Jeremiah and let somebody know that there is a bomb in Gilead. There is a bomb in Gilead. I want you to say it with me. There is a bomb in Gilead. Oh, one more time. Clap your hands and love the Lord in the house. There he is, there he is, there he is, a bomb in Gilead. Amen. God bless you in the fear of the Lord. You may be seated in Jesus' name. There is a bomb in Gilead. If I could this morning, if, uh, if it was spiritually possible, I will step into the shoes of the prophet Jeremiah and be sensitive to the needs of the people of God. Anybody have a need in the house this morning? Be sensitive to the needs of the people of God as Jeremiah began to cry out and lament with a voice weeping because he began the words of Jeremiah 8 and 21 with a very unique cry. He said, for the hurt of the daughter of my people am I hurt. And he said, I am black and astonishment had taken hold on me. And it, it might not make much sense what Jeremiah was trying to say, but there's a transliteration of this text that and the translation of it, Jeremiah is saying that since my people are crushed, somebody shout crushed. Anybody been crushed by life before? He said, since my people are crushed, something in my spirit is moved with compassion and it causes me to feel the same hurt that they too are feeling. He said, when, I, when he says I am black, what he's saying is that it causes me to cover myself in ashes and to mourn as they are mourning. Can I tell you, if there was an hour that the church had to be sensitive to people, I want to tell you that we live in a dark day where people are hurting by the droves. I, I would venture to say if I took a survey this morning, beyond the exterior of your mind, beyond the fabrics of the complexion of the optics of who you are sitting on the pew. I want to tell you that there are souls on these pews this morning that have hurt in your heart. Anybody know what I'm talking about right now? And I've come with a word. I've come with the spirit in the house to let you know that there are times that darkness encroaches on our world. There are times that there's fear and that there's despair and there's, there's de decadence and there's, there's, there's grotesque darkness that moves in our world. Anybody know what it feels like to have pain in your life? I, I've come to preach to somebody that in the last, the last year, even the last few months, yeah, even maybe the last few weeks that there has been hurt 
in your world. And I've come not to preach a message of doom and gloom. I've not come to be a bearer of bad news and a, a psalmist of sad songs. But I've come to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost that there is a bomb in Gilead. But I wish somebody would link up with me in the Holy Ghost right now. I said, there is a bomb in Gilead. But I'm going to say it again in case you didn't feel that in your spirit. I've come to tell somebody, I understand that your world may have darkness that your life may be weighed down with fear and depression and agony and weights of, of gruesomeness. I've come to tell somebody that we serve a God. I said we serve a God. I said we serve the God of Gilead. Oh, I wish somebody would clap your hands and lift up your voice. There is a bomb in Gilead. And in order for me to diagnose this message, I'm taking my time this morning. In order for me to diagnose this message, you must understand what a bomb in Gilead even is. They began to sing those hymns this morning, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Anybody still trusting in the Lord this morning? How great thou art, professing, proclaiming the Spirit of God. And in the old days, there was another hymnal that they used to sing, and the hymnal was this very cry, there is a bomb in Gilead. There is a bomb in Gilead. Gilead is a region that is on the eastern side of Jordan. It is a land that is known as the land of many hills. Somebody shout hills. And in this land of hills, it is also known as the region of physicians. It, it is a land that is known widely abroad in that region as a place where if there was a hurt and infirmed body, somebody with sickness, they knew that they had to go to Gilead because in this land of hills, there was a production of a sweet fragrance, a, a balm. It was an incense of pure, pungent aroma, and it was used for medicinal purposes that that if anyone was sick, that if anyone was bruised, if anyone needed healing in their body, if anyone was on the edge of death, they had to find, they had to find a remedy. They had to get to Gilead. Somebody shout Gilead. They had to get to Gilead, and people knew that if they got to Gilead, if they got to Gilead, that the ailments, the achings, the hurt, the pain that was dealing with in their world, that there was a chance that they would be healed by the bomb of Gilead. I've come to tell somebody right now that when Jeremiah asked the question, is there a physician in Gilead? I'm so glad that I know when my life is hurt in my world, my world is full of darkness. I know that there is a physician here. 
But I wish somebody would hear me preach to you right now. I know that there is a physician in the house of God. I've come to tell somebody when you're on your last leg of hope and when you're on your last leg of prayer and there's no faith left in your heart, I've come to tell somebody there is a bomb in Gilead. There is a bomb in Gilead. There is. There is a bomb in Gilead. But there is something about Gilead I want to unfold. The region itself is not just known for this medicinal bomb, but this region is also known as the land of many hills because uh, there's hills on top of hills and, and the land is sporadically sporadically enclosed about with hills uh, on every side. And those in that day... The Jews knew that not only was there a bomb that was produced in these hills, but they knew this land to be the land of many hills. Not only is it the land of many hills, but by definition, the land of Gilead is known as the hills of testimony. Somebody shout testimony. The hills of testimony. Brother Williams, what in the world are you trying to tell us this morning? I've come, I've come to help somebody unlock a portal in the spirit because the adversary's got in your ears, the adversary's got in your mind, and the spirit of defeat has tried to encroach in your house. But I've come to tell somebody that in the hills and the valleys of north of the northwest, there's a God that's lingering in these valleys. There's a God that's lingering in these hills. There's a I've come to tell somebody that we serve the God of the hills. There's a spirit that comes into the atmosphere of God. When you step in the sanctuary, there's a God that is here in Gilead. There's a God that is here in the house. My God, my God, I don't know why you came to church this morning. I don't know why you put on your shoes, your clothes, and got in your car. But I've come to tell somebody, I know where my help comes from. I know where my strength comes from. I know where my rest comes from. I know where my peace comes from. I know where my help. Hey, can I tell somebody, I'm not sitting in darkness. I'm not sitting in defeat. I'm not sitting in despair. I serve the God of Gilead. My God, somebody lift up your voice in the house. Hey, it might not make much sense what I'm preaching to you right now, but the Bible tells us, the Word of God tells us that we got to pull strength from the Word of God. And if, if Gilead, hear me, if Gilead is the land of hills, it is the land of the hills of testimony, you've got to understand that the greatest, the greatest trick of the adversary when you get in a low place is the mind of forgetting the hills from which the testimonies have already crossed over. Anybody hear me preach to you right now? 
I said the hills of your testimony is the land of the hills from whence God has already done things in your life. What am I saying right now? I'll tell you how you get out of the mullet grubs. I'll tell you how you get out of the pit. I'll tell you how you get out of the darkness. You got to remember the hills that God has already done something impossible in your world. I wish I had about five people that knew what I was telling you right now. I wish somebody would tell the adversary it might look dark, it might be invisible, but I serve the God of the hills of testimony. I said I serve the God. My God, I wish somebody would let this brew in your spirit. We serve the God that's the same yesterday and today and forever. And if God brought a testimony over the hills into your valley, he'll do it again and again. And well, I, don't, I don't know if you're going to help me preach this morning. Hey, you got to understand that if there's going to be some joy in your spirit, if there's going to be some strength in your bones, you got to pull a testimony out of your back pocket and tell the devil that God is still able. Tell the adversary we're going over to the other side. I don't care where the app. My God, my God, my God. Hey, King David, King David said uh, in Psalm 121 and in one, uh, he said, I will lift up mine eyes. Oh, I don't know if you're hearing what I'm telling you right now. He said, I will lift up mine eyes to the hill from whence cometh my help. And that sounds beautiful and poetic, but I don't think you understand what David was crying from and what he was talking about. Because you got to go back several hundred verses before and chapters before. Because in Psalm 3 and 4, David had another cry. David. David said, I was in a low place. I was in a dark place. I was in a valley. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I was in a place by myself. I didn't have anybody to talk to. I didn't have anybody to hold on to. I didn't have a shoulder to cry on. And in my low place, he said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice. Hey, I want to minister to somebody in the house right now. Your days are crying on your pillows in the middle of the night. Those days are over. Because when you understand that there's a God in Gilead, you'll roll out of your bed in the midnight hour and begin to call upon the name of Jesus. And when you begin to call upon the name of Jesus, and you begin to shout Jesus, 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 Hey, the God of Gilead will step in your bedroom and God will give you peace. Hey, you ought to try that right now. Shout Jesus in the valley. Shout Jesus in the darkness. Hear this, hear this. David said, I cried unto the Lord. I was weeping in a midnight hour. I was wearing my carpet thin, pacing back and forth. But David said, I cried unto the Lord. And Mother Marks, you want to know what he said? 
He said, God just so happened to be a God without deaf ears. And God heard my cry. But can I tell you where he heard it from? But he heard my cry out of his holy hill. Can I tell you, I was driving down the road yesterday, and I just so happened to be going down one of those hills into Spokane Valley, and God spoke to me and said, you tell my people, you tell my people that I'm the God, that I'm not just the God of the hills, but I'm the God of the valleys. Can I tell somebody right now, God's moving in the mist. The Spirit of God is brewing in the I don't know if you know what I'm telling you right now, but I'll tell you where you get your strength from. David said, when I get down to the lowest place I can get, the only place I can look is up. He said, I will lift up my eyes because when I cried to God in the valley, I seen something coming over the hills of glory. i tell you what it is. It's the balm in Gilead. It's the grace of God. It's the spirit of strength. Hey, if you need strength right now, you got to pick up your head. You won't find it looking at the floor. You got to lift up your eyes to the hills, to the hills, to the... My God, I wish somebody would hear me. You get your head up. You stop dragging your nose in the carpet. We serve the God of Gilead. That's it. Pick up your head. Cry out to the Lord. Cry out to the God of Gilead. Come on, cry out right now. Come on, cry out right now. I cried. I cried. I cried. Oh, help me, God. Oh, help me, Savior. Because over the hills, over the hills, David saw his help on the way. Can I tell somebody right now in the house of great secret, help is on the way. I don't make for the same purpose because I don't, I don't know if you're hearing what I'm telling you right now. I want to tell you, hey, it don't get better than this. You want to know how you're going to get out? Help is on the way. You see why I'm preaching what I'm preaching. I, I'm, I don't care how deep the valley is. I don't care how dark it is. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I won't fear no evil because the God of Gilead, the shepherd's walking, the shepherd's walking, the shepherd's walking, the God of the hills. Well, I feel... You know what? I'm just going to take my time right now on a Sunday. Is it all right if I just take my time? Anybody going to help me take my time? Because some of you are looking at me crazy and said, Brother Williams, you preaching all that zealous, that zealous spirit of strength and you don't know what you're talking about. Because you don't live in my house and you don't, you, you don't know what's going on in my, in my living room. You don't know what's going on in my world. You don't understand the complexity of my darkness. You don't understand. I want to preach right to you right now. I don't understand, but I know the God of Gilead. 
Anybody hear me preach to you right now? Uh, I said, I don't have to understand uh, what you're going through in your marriage, uh, what you're dealing with in your finances, uh, what's going on with your rebellious children, uh, what's happening in your life. Uh, I'll tell you this. Uh, I know the God uh, that will walk over the hills uh, and step right in your valley. Uh, he'll walk over the hills uh, and step in Spokane Valley. Uh, he'll walk right over... I got about 60% right now, but I'm going for 100. I, I tell you right now, uh, you're saying, preacher, I don't know uh, if I got a testimony. Uh, no, ma'am, no, sir, don't give me that. Uh, you got a testimony, you just ain't thinking hard enough. Well, I wish I had somebody. Anybody got a testimony in the house? Hey, don't give me that. Hey, I don't want to hear that. I know God's done something. I know, hey, you woke up. You woke up this morning. You're breathing with, with hey, your, your diaphragm is still contracted in and out. And let everything that has breath, let everything that has breath, I'm praising God in the valley. Oh, yeah. I'm going for the folks on the back row right now. You hear this preacher right now. If you don't think you got a testimony, you hear this profound revelation. Lamentations 3 and 22 said it is of the Lord's mercies. Boy, I wish somebody would let this get deep down in your bones. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. You can nod your head like I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'll tell you this. If you don't know what that means, the Bible says that we are not consumed because God's compassions, they fail not. And if you don't know what that means, let me put it in valley language for you. That means that we serve a God that in his grace and his mercy, he allowed you in a global pandemic to not be in a hospital room on a ventilation tank. If you ain't excited yet, uh, let me try this. Uh, you just look around. Uh, your children are in the pews uh, next to you uh, and not in the jail cell. Well, I'm going to keep on going. Uh, it's of the Lord's mercies uh, that your business uh, is not bankrupt yet. Well, I'm going to keep on going. Uh, it's the Lord's mercies uh, that, your, that your marriage uh, is still put back together. Uh, you still got money in your pockets. Uh, you still got a roof on your head. Uh, and if you look across the street, uh, revival is still here. Boy, I wish I had five people uh, that knew how to shout uh, about a testimony uh, that's coming over the hills. Uh, the hills of testimony. Uh, the God of Gilead. I don't know if you got a testimony like I got a testimony, but I got strength in my bones when I say God has been good to me. God's been I wish somebody would run the aisle and thank God for a testimony. I wish somebody would lift up your voice and thank God for a testimony. I wish... Hey, you feel that? It's an aroma. It's an aroma of the bottom in Gilead. That's where your strength comes from. That's where your help comes from. That's where God is coming from.
Oh, yeah, anybody feel that right there? Come on, anybody feel the Spirit of God just stepped in the house? Oh, David said, I can, I can have a testimony. I can have a testimony in my back pocket because God heard me out of his holy hill. But you think... You think God doesn't hear you. You think God doesn't know what you're going through. You think God doesn't understand. But I've come to remind somebody and put strength in your bosom and let you know, yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes. Brother Williams, I don't, I don't, feel, like, I don't feel like God can hear me because of valley. A valley is vast and it's, and, it's, and it's immense. And you can go a long place in a valley uh, and you, you don't have anywhere to hide. Uh, he, but I feel way lower than that. Anybody ever felt the lowest of the low? Uh, I feel way lower than that. Uh, I feel like I'm in a deep and horrible pit. But God has a word for you in your pit. I said God has a word for you in your pit. Because David understood that God was not just a God of the hills. And God was not just a God of the valleys. But David, old King David, was a product of the prayers that came out of the pit. Can I minister to somebody right now in the Holy Ghost? I'm telling the Holy Ghost got your number this morning. God, God is not just the God of the hills and the valley, but he's the God of the low place. He's the God of the dark place. He's the God in the claustrophobic place. When you feel like you can't go anywhere else. God, I don't know if I got strength to get back to church on next Sunday. I don't know if I can make it to pray the family night. I don't know if I got strength left in my bones. But you hear this preacher right now where there is a God of Gilead. There's a bomb and a fragrance of ointment that will get a hold of your spirit uh, and every ailment in your mind, uh, God can handle it. Uh, every sickness of your spirit, uh, God can fix it. Uh, God can touch. David, David said in Psalms 40 and 1. He said, I waited patiently on the Lord. Oh, my God, I wish somebody would feel what I feel right now. He said, I waited patiently on the Lord. I want to preach to you right now that if God has unanswered prayers that you've been lifting up before the throne room of God, if there are promises that God has not met for you yet, I want to tell you, you better get a firm grip on your spirit. You better pull your boots up and say, I'm getting out of this valley because if I can just get to the edge of the hills and begin to make my way to the God of Gilead. I want to tell somebody right now, there's a bomb that will heal your hurting heart. And I'll tell you what David said. He said, I waited patiently on the Lord. Anybody still waiting? 
Come on, lift up your hands. Be honest. I'm talking to you right now. He said, I waited patiently on the Lord, but somehow the same God uh, that heard me in the valley, uh, the same God that heard me uh, out of his holy heels, uh, praying for God to break something out uh, in revival in my life, uh, praying for God to do something uh, in my finances. Uh, the Holy Ghost has had a word for you. Uh, he said, I cried uh, unto the Lord, and he inclined unto me. But can I tell you what David said? David said, I learned that God's not just the God of the hills, and God is not just the God of the valleys, but he pulled me out of a horrible pit. Hey, can I tell you, if you don't have nothing to rejoice about, you, you, ought, to, you ought to think back several years before when you were drunk out of your mind on a bar stool and you didn't have any hope in your bank account. You ought to thank God that when you were lost, a sinner with no hope, that God said, I'll come get you out of the miry clay. David said, he pulled me out. He pulled me out. He pulled me out of the miry clay. And he set my feet upon a rock. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost right. He said he, he set my feet on a rock. Can I tell you what God is trying to do right now in this service, in this congregation? I'm getting to where I'm going. I'm almost done. Hear me. God. There's a cry that's coming out of these hills. There's a cry that's coming out of the valley. And God wants his people to be strong with a fervent spirit in their bones. He said, when my people come out of the land, I want you to strap up your laces. I want you to put your shoes on tight. I don't care if it's just across the street. The devil's going to fight tooth and nail and punch you in the mouth because he don't want you to grow. He don't want you to expand. He don't want you to be better. He don't want you to be healed. But we serve the God. There's a bomb in the house. There's a fragrance in the house. There's a spirit in the house. Oh, yes. Oh, I can see the God of glory coming over the hills right now. I can see God stepping in your situation right now. I can see God coming over the hills into the valley. Is there no physician there? Is there no bomb in Gilead? But in the atmosphere of God, something supernatural begins to happen. Can I tell you why the adversary fights you so hard? from making it here from church service to church service? Because there's a bomb that flows in the sanctuary. 
Hey, don't be fooled to think that you can, I know it's good to pray at home, and I encourage you, you pray at home. But can I tell you that there's something supernatural about the edifice of worship, that God has an ember that's burning, the incense that's continually going up, that's flowing from the sanctuary. And the closer you get to the fragrance of God, that incense will get all over your clothes. Hey, can I tell you, you better make sure that you keep letting your children run these aisles. You better make sure that you keep lifting up your hands and worship. Because when you lift up your hands, it's an incense that begins to flow in the house. King David said, let my prayer be set before thee as an incense and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Can I tell you, if you need some strength, you just get your hands above your shoulders and let the bomb of Gilead begin to flow in the house. Let the bomb and I thought of Let the bomb of Gilead begin to flow. <laughs> but here, here, here is where I'll convince you that the God of Gilead is the God of this house. As we come quickly to the music, I feel something in my spirit. I'm being, I'm trying to be so sensitive to what God is doing. I don't want you to be fooled to think, to think that God doesn't have your number. He's got you marked right in the forehead. He's got you marked. I'm talking to women in here right now. You're trying to pray and you're asking God, God, how I'm going to raise these kids by myself. God, how I'm going to make it, how I'm going to, God, how I'm going to keep on making these ends touch. I'm going to make these ends meet. I'm preaching to people. You don't want to tell your wife how low, how low the bank account is. You're praying that God will show up and intervene. And Jeremiah was crying out for the people. He said, God, you got to intervene. God, you got to do something. Is there not a father? Is there not a physician that can step in and help my people? But I've come to tell somebody in the house, that there is a God of Gilead. He's not just a God of the hills and the valleys. He's the God of the low place. There is a bomb in Gilead. I'll tell you why this message, why this message resonates in my spirit. I want you to let this talk to you right now in the Holy Ghost. Is God talking to anybody in the house right now? Come on, is God talking to anybody in the house right now? I want to preach to somebody somebody, some people very specifically right now. <laughs> there is a spiritual facade. There's a fallacy wool that the adversary has put over your eyes. 
to make you see your problems before you see the promise. And I'm not making light of anybody's situations in here right now. But I want to tell you that if God has a promise for this church, not one devil in hell can intercept, can block it, can inhibit it. I want to tell you what God has for you. It is for you. And I don't care how dark the pit is. I don't care how rough it looks. I want to tell you that God's coming over the hills for you this morning. God's coming over the hills for you. Somebody point to yourself and say me. Come on, God's coming over the hills for you. I want you to stand to your feet across the house and hear me right now. put myself in the shoes of a young Joseph this morning. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Hear me. Raise your hands. Anybody in here? Anybody here? You still praying for some stuff? Come on. God, show God's giving you vision. Come on. I want to see your hands. I want to see your hands. God wants to see your hands. Come on. Keep them up. Keep them up. Oh, come on. Just look around at your neighbor. You don't think God... Anybody in here the last year, the last, the last few months, the last few weeks, just be honest, be honest. You felt like you've been praying from a low place and you, the only thing you can do is look up and say, God, you got to get me out of here. Come on, let me see your hands. Can I tell you how? Can I tell you? Can I tell you how? Know that God's coming for you. Genesis. Put it up on the screen for me if you can. The Bible begins to record in Genesis 37 and 24. This young boy by the name of Joseph. God gave him a vision. God gave him a dream. God gave him a promise. And it got to a place. It got to a place that Joseph himself probably came to the conclusion that God's not going to do what he said. This has to be it. Because just when he thought that he was favored by God with this coat of many colors, his brothers made themselves an adversary against him. And they were doing everything that they can to stop his dream from coming to pass. Hey, can I tell you that the devil's a dream killer, but God is a dream provider. I said, we serve the God of Gilead. I said, we serve the God of Gilead. I said, we serve the God of Gilead. I've come to tell somebody, uh, you ought to lift up your head when you go into work to Monday morning, uh, tomorrow morning, uh, and tell the adversary, uh, you can't kill me uh, because God's still working, uh, that God's still doing something, uh, that God... Hear this. I want you to see this. I want you to see this in the Holy Ghost. I want you to see this. Hear me. Joseph is in the pit. 
his brothers threw him there and the Bible says that there was no water there which means that they were intending to kill him but God saw him in that pit and I can see myself in the shoes of Joseph. I don't know. I don't know if Joseph did or not. But if I'm young Joseph, I, I can see Joseph lifting up his eyes to the light. And said, God, you got to get me out of this pit. God, you gave me a vision. God, you got to make sure my family gets back here. My backsliding family, my children that left God. I'm preaching to you right now. God, you got to get me out of this pit. Am I preaching to anybody right now? God, you got to get me out of this pit. And I can see Joseph crying and praying. Why? 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 Why here? You don't understand? You don't understand why God has you where you are right now, but I'll tell you why. It's because when you get out of the pit, God wants to make sure you understand your assignment. I don't know if you hear what I'm telling you right now. I said, when you get out of the pit, God uh, wants to make sure, uh, hey, Joseph, where I'm taking you, uh, you're going to be the catalyst uh, of revival for a whole world. Uh, can I tell you uh, that God has counted on you uh, to be the savior uh, of the hills, uh, to be the provision uh, in the valley? Uh, and God says, when I get you out of the pit. I get you out of the pit, Joseph. But something, something supernatural began to happen in verse 25. The Bible says that as his brothers were sitting there eating their lunch, probably laughing about how they just threw the dream killer in the pit. Hey, can I tell you the adversary might be laughing at you right now, but can I tell you that God always has the last laugh. I wish somebody would put a smile on your face right now. I said, God always gets the last laugh. I'm going to say it again so you can get joy in your spirit. God always gets the last. <laughs> hey, Bishop, hey, the building project might have been slowed up, but it ain't inhibited. I said, God, God gets the last laugh. He's the God of Gilead. And when God says now, you're getting out of the pit. When God pushes the button, it says now, you're getting out of the valley. My God, I wish you would praise God. I wish you would praise God and say he's as a bomb in Gilead. There's a bomb in Gilead. Here it is. Here it is. There's something while I was reading this. Oh, it made me want to throw something. I want them to see the scripture. Joseph's in this pit. Something beautiful begins to unfold in this story. Because young Joseph's in the pit in verse 25. All of a sudden, God sends Joseph an escape plan. I said, God sends Joseph an escape plan. And the Bible says, I want you to look at this. The Bible says in verse 
Bible says his brothers, they lifted up their eyes. And all of a sudden, I believe they can see some dust kicking up in the distance. And over the hills from the east, they see a caravan of camels on the way. They're trying to figure out what in the world is this coming over the hills. And the Bible says that strapped to the camels were spices and myrrh and balm. Well, I wish, well, I don't know. Anybody, anybody curious where that bomb was coming from? The Bible says that the traders on those camels were Ishmaelite traders from Gilead. Oh, I don't know if that does anything to your spirit. But what Joseph did not know was that their shackled in his chains tied up hands and feet and he didn't think he was getting out. What Joseph didn't know was coming over those hills from Gilead. There was a bomb that was beginning to flow in the valleys. There was, a, there was an incense. that be, I pulled up There was an incense that began to make their way to Joseph. Hey, Joseph, I'm on the way, Joseph. Hey, Joseph, I'm on the way. My God, I wish somebody would feel the Holy. He said, Joseph, hang in there, Joseph. I'm on the way. I'm coming, Joseph. And I can see Joseph in that pit crying out to God. And all of a sudden, oh, in my mind of imagination, I can, I can see a cool breeze begin to blow. And Joseph gets a whiff of this, this beautiful incense, this aroma, this perfume, this fragrance. Hey, somebody ought to lift up your head and just say, I'm in the presence of the king right now. Hey, can I tell you, you could be dead, but you're in the presence of the king. Hey, you could be dead, but you're in the presence uh, of the bomb in Gilead. Uh, can I tell you uh, that if I can just lift up my hands, uh, all your troubles can go away uh, in an instant. Uh, if you just cry out to God, uh, all your worries uh, can dissipate in an instant. Uh, if you just let the God uh, of Gilead uh, begin to flow in the house. Here it is. I'm done preaching. Give me one minute. In six and God, one minute and 37 seconds. I can see Joseph wondering how he's going to get out of that pit. I can see Joseph perplexed by this aroma. What is that smell? And his brothers get the bright idea we won't kill him, we're going to sell him. But what they thought. What they thought was a good plan to get rid of Joseph was God's plan to get Joseph to Gilead. He said, Joseph, I'm going to get, I'm going to let that bomb get all over you because I got to send you to Egypt. Can I tell you, you think your problems are bad, but God knows that there's a world that's hurting worse than you. I said, there's a world that's hurting worse than you. And God wants you to get to Egypt so you can save a hurting death. 
hey Joseph I gotta get you to Egypt I want your family saved hey Joseph I gotta get you to Egypt I want your family Joseph out of this pit. I can see Joseph still wondering what, what is that aroma? And that wind blows again. And maybe he got a good whiff of those camels. No, that ain't it. Bound up. Bound up. Tied up. But can I tell you that the bomb in Gilead is the bomb of a breakthrough. I'm going to say it again for somebody that you lost your joy and your shout. I said the bomb of Gilead is the bomb of a breakthrough. Well, I'm going to say it for somebody in the balcony in case you... I said the bomb in Gilead is the God that will break every shackle off your mind. It's the God that will break every addiction from your spirit. It's the God. Here it is. And he smells. I can see him getting a good whiff of another incense. No, I recognize that. That's, that's myrrh. There's another sense. There's another sense, Joseph. What is that smell? It's the bomb in Gilead. Can I tell you right now? Something begins to flow in the atmosphere when you realize that God is coming to intervene in your situation. I wish somebody would know the chains that you think the adversary got on you. They don't have nothing on the keys that God has in his hands. Here it is. Message done. Those same hands. But you said that God has some prayers that has not been answered in your world. Here is what God wants you to do in your valley. He wants you to lift up your head. He wants you to lift up your head. He wants you to lift up your hands. He wants you to open up your mouth and cry unto God with a loud voice. That God will hear you out of his holy hill. I don't know what your version of a cry is, but oh. mm. yeah. I said, Joseph. That's it, Joseph. That's it, David. Cry out. Come on, is that is that what a cry sounds like from a pit? Is that what a cry sounds like from the valley? 
Come on, come on, Joseph. Joseph, you're not going to stay there. Cry a little louder. Come on, the bomb in Gilead is coming over the hill. That's it. Come on, Cornerstone. Come on, God sent an incense into the valley. God sent an incense into the valley. Come on, Joseph. Come on, get out of that pew. Come on, get out of that pit. Come on, make your way to those camels. Hey, there's a bomb in Gilead. There's a bomb in Gilead. There's a bomb in Gilead. I don't know, I don't know if you understand. I don't know if you understand the sensitivity of what's happening here right now. Jeremiah said, is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician here? Then why, why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Can I tell you, I want to tell you that God is healed, here to heal infirmities right now in the house. I said, God is here right now. I bind every spirit of depression. You have to leave right now. You have to leave right now. In the name of Jesus. I bind every spirit of fear. You have to leave right now. I want everybody in this house, I want you to throw up your hands. I want you to throw up your hands. And I want you to cry and don't stop crying. I want you to lift up your voice and don't stop crying. I want you to cry out for your marriage. I want you to cry out for your children. I want you to cry out. That's it. That's it. I cried unto the Lord. I cried unto the Lord. And he heard me out of his holy hill. Come on, don't stop. Don't stop. How can I make it? How can I make it? There's a God in Gilead. I surrender to you. So many painful lives. Come on, there's a spirit flowing. There's a spirit flowing. There's a bomb that's flowing. God, I can't see it. Sometimes the pain has it. Cry out for the pit. Cry out for the pit. But Come on, come on, let those bands break. Let those fans break. Through the heartache and rain, I trust you. I feel it. I feel it. Come on, something's breaking. Come on, Joseph. Come on, get out of the pit, Joseph. 
Get out of the pit, Joseph. Come on, let it all flow. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, God is healing minds right now. No one else like you do. So many painful lives travel through. God, I'm getting rid of this pain. I'm getting rid of this hurt. I'm getting rid of my sickness. Oh! 